The sports world is changing. All you get is hot takes. Well, how about some real takes? The MLS sucks. We need to save baseball and fire Roger Goodell. These aren't hot takes. These are JD's takes. And this is the Rip City Soccer Moms podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rip City Soccer Moms podcast. I'm your host, JD. As you can tell, there's now an opening. So first off, credit to my amazing fiance, Emma, for voicing that over. I had to do a lot of convincing to get somebody that I love to be so insulting. So as you can probably guess, the format's going to change a little bit here. It's going to be a little bit less NPR and it's going to be a lot more off the cuff. So if you can't handle that, then stop listening. I don't really care at this point. I'm going to make a honest podcast that lets me be me. And if you don't like that, then you can leave. Uh, with that being said, we're going to jump right into the fact that the NBA trade deadline just happened today. If you're a degenerate basketball fan, this is probably your favorite day of the year. It is mine. I love my Woj bombs. I love everything about it. It's just the best. Going right on in on what happened today. If you didn't know, the Cavs blew up their entire roster. It's a bold roster move, and it's something that I think had to happen If you have the best player in the world, you're absolutely stupid if you don't go all in on trying to get the best player in the world a championship. There is no guarantee that LeBron stays after the summer, and as a matter of fact, I don't think he stays. He's been working for an incompetent owner in Cleveland for now a majority of his career, and he's probably just tired of having a moron that got lucky and got rich enough to buy something to suddenly be in charge of him. Nobody trusts Dan Gilbert. So do we really blame LeBron for wanting to get the hell out? Let's also remember that he essentially turned Kyrie Irving, who's one of the better players in the league. I personally don't think he's a top 10 point guard, but that's not my call. That's just might just be blind hatred because I think he's overrated and I think he's kind of an idiot, but it goes beyond that. He traded Dan Gilbert allowed Kyrie Irving to be traded for what essentially amounts to magic beans. We knew Isaiah Thomas was hurt. And he's a player that his entire game was predicated on athleticism. Isaiah Thomas is short, if you don't understand that. Like, I know, like, he's he's played through it, and all these other guys who are short have made it work, and blah, 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 and whatever garbage you want to tell me. But the reality is, is Isaiah was short, garbage at defense, and now he has no athleticism. And so he goes to a Cavs team, with Jay Crowder in the Brooklyn pick. And let's be real, that Brooklyn pick, everybody thought was going to be a lot better than it actually has turned out to be. It kind of sucks when you're banking on the Brooklyn pick being great. And then Brooklyn, for the first time in forever, figured out their crap, and now that pick is not going to be a top three pick. That's going to be, if it stays as the lottery projects, the number eight pick. Is Kyrie Irving really worse than the number eight pick? The answer is no. Even no matter how much you don't like Kyrie's game, the, the answer is emphatic no. You're just an idiot for tr- making that trade, Dan Gilbert. What he should have done since Kyrie was under contract was played out this year, and if Kyrie pouted, traded him after the year when, when he knows what happens with LeBron. That didn't happen, so we come to today. Cleveland has to make moves because Isaiah Thomas, for whatever reason, comes back from injury in early January And then decides that he's going to be the voice of everything that's wrong with the Cavs. The Cavs are a mess. They got blown out by a horrific Orlando Magic team. And Isaiah Thomas wants to blame everybody else 
for what's going on with that team besides himself. That leaves out the fact Isaiah is the worst defensive player in the last 25 years, statistically, this season. That he's shooting 25% from three and, like I believe, 38% overall. Yeah, that's the point guard I want to build around. A short guy that no longer has the athleticism, but he still has the giant ego like he's Steph Curry. So what happens? First trade of the day, Isaiah Thomas is shipped out with Channing Frye, who's a great locker room guy, having a great season for a veteran. He's one of those guys that he'll, he'll find an NBA team. He'll make the Lakers better right now just by being a good veteran. And then when it, when it comes time, he's going to sign with a contender this offseason. Everything will be fine. Isaiah goes to the Lakers for good young players, Larry Nance Jr., and Jordan, oh God, why is that name forgetting slipping in my head? This is what happens sometimes when you're that pissed off at a player. You start forgetting about all of the other players. But it, essentially, the trade was for Larry Nance Jr. And that's great. Larry Nance Sr.'s number is retired in Cleveland. It's a homecoming. Everything's great. Everything's copacetic. Woo! Within an hour of being traded, Isaiah's agents puts out a message that well, Isaiah ain't coming off the bench. And if you know anything about the NBA, Isaiah's ass is coming off the bench for the Lakers because you don't take a point guard at number two and then not play him as the starter. So if Isaiah wants to take his little man syndrome and get pissed off, if I was the Lakers, I'd buy him out. I would call his bluff and make him try and find another NBA team just because I don't think the moron can do it. And I think that that's going to be a big a big issue for him going forward. So you would have thought the Cavs were done. Oh, no, no. The Cavs then somehow get engaged in a three-team trade with Utah and with Sacramento, which I know what you're thinking. Sacramento surprisingly did not lose the trade. It's a modern-day miracle. Sacramento did not lose a trade. But the, the essence of this is that the Cavs got Rodney Hood, Great young player, 25 years old, going to be a restricted free agent next year. 20 teams in the league called Utah trying to get Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is that good. And they got George Hill. And they also traded Dwayne Wade to Miami. And Essentially, Cavs, in the middle of the season, just remade their roster. Let's see if it pays off. You got to go all in and you got to try and do something because LeBron's leaving if you don't. And that was made clear before the deadline. Other trades that happened around the NBA, of course, the Blake Griffin trade was the big one. And then from a pure Blazers Homer fan point, uh, the Noah Vonley for nothing. If you don't understand, this actually leads into my second topic of the day, which is going to be it's entitled NBA Purgatory. If you're a big basketball fan, go ahead and tune out right now. You know what NBA Purgatory is and you know what's coming. So don't listen because it's just going to make you sad. But the Blazers traded Noah Vonley for cap relief because it puts them under the luxury tax, which is important because then they can put off the repeater tax and all of this garbage that you guys don't care about. Essentially, it saves Paul Allen a shit ton of money. That's all you need to know. But the Blazers have such atrocious contracts that they can't get better. They're locked in at being between the five and eight seed in the West for the foreseeable future. 
So they're not going to have good draft picks. They're not going to have cap room. They're two years out from cap room. Maybe. They're two years out for the atrocious contracts coming off their books. That's the Evan Turner, Myers Leonard, Mo Harkless contracts. They're two years out from that coming off. Now in two years, they're also going to have to pay Zach Collins. And that's going to become important because Zach Collins is essentially the only good young player they have. Besides, because Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are entering their prime or already in their prime. So when you take two more years in there, you're causing more issues. But the Blazers are right smack dab in NBA purgatory. The worst place you can be. That's where you're not going to get good enough draft picks that you can improve through the draft. And you're not an NBA destination city. As much as it pains me to say it, players don't come to Portland. That's just a fact. (laughs) Name the last big free agent that signed in Portland. It just does not happen. So you're an NBA purgatory. You're not going to win a championship with this team. You just can't. So do you trade Dame? Do you trade CJ? I mean, is the five seed every year knowing that you can't win a championship good enough? And then what do you do with a player like Yusuf Nurkic? where he's not great, and any Blazer fan that wants to tell you that he's great is an idiot, and they shouldn't be talking basketball, and they should go back to their kindergarten classroom. Nurk is what he is, and I'm so tired of hearing people be like, well, he's only 23 years old, so you know he's going to get better. No, he's not. He does not have the brain to get better. He is what he is. Deal with it, accept it, move on. He's fine. He is just fine. They're trying to tell people that... Oh, well, Nurk is better than DeAndre Jordan. No, he's not. He's not better than DeAndre Jordan. Unfortunately for us, DeAndre Jordan didn't fit the timeline, and we didn't have the contracts because Neil O'Shea is an idiot, and he signed horrible contracts when nobody else was betting against the team. That's what NBA purgatory is, is when your team is just good enough to make the playoffs, but it's not good enough to get out of the second round. Most of the time, you're not even good enough to get out of the first round. So what do you do? Do you trade all the players and tank and do what the 76ers did? But I would argue yes, if you're good enough for that. Yeah, do it. You got to be better at drafting. And as much as a Sam Hinkie guy as I am, reality is that Sam didn't hit home runs. He hit two home runs and then hit a couple doubles and a whole lot of singles. So that's NBA purgatory. Moving on. Also, that happened right in the middle of the NBA trade deadline. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Jesus, the G-Man, the everything you want in a quarterback man, signed the richest contract in NFL history. And as much as we love Jimmy Garoppolo, and trust me, I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's fantastic. I think it's hilarious that New England traded him because that's going to come back and bite them in the ass, and anything that will eventually bite the Patriots in the ass is good for everybody. But... $135.5 or I'm sorry, $137.5 million with 72 million guaranteed over five years for a guy who started seven NFL games. Think about that for a second. He started seven NFL games. He hasn't even had a chance to show how bad he is at stuff because that's been seven games. And granted, he lit the sparkle kitties up. He dropped a 40 burger on them and it was awesome. But that's just because I hate Jacksonville and their three fans that were there before this year started. And now you have all the people from Jacksonville that want to hoop and holler and say that they've been fans forever. You're not real fans. 
shut up. Like, just shut up. But this one I'm torn on. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is fixing the San Francisco 49ers. That's just a reality. The Niners were a mess before him. Shout out Colin Kaepernick and the idiots in the locker room that decided to support a substandard quarterback. Take out all of the political stuff you want. Kaepernick's just a bad quarterback. He never learned how to read a defense. He is a quarterback that completely relies on his athletic ability. And the advanced metrics post that he's not one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. And then when you put everything in there, he's what teams consider a distraction. You do not, you know what I want for my backup quarterback? I don't want to know my backup quarterback's name. That's it. Call me old school. Call me stupid, whatever you want to call me. But the reality is, this: I don't want to hear about my backup quarterback doing something dumb. See the Seahawks, for example, Trayvon Boykin was there. He was out of Texas Christian, so TCU, good backup for him, doing good things. Moron gets a DUI and a drug arrest while he's on the offseason. He's gone because you don't have your backup quarterback causing a distraction. Anyways, that's besides the point. Jimmy G fixed the Niners in the sense that it's an exciting team now. It's one of those historic franchises that you want good things for. Like, it's good for the NFL. I still wanted to have paid him $137.5 million with 72 guaranteed over five. Wouldn't have done it, but I understand the logic of it, and I don't blame them for doing that, and I think that's important to acknowledge. All right. Now, if you're still with us, like, thank you, first of all. I think that's a good one because this is kind of a strong format change, and it's going to be kind of the next part. There's going to be some stuff that some people, I would consider snowflakes, are going to be offended by hearing. So, if that is you, first of all, you know where the stop button is. Secondly, if you have a problem with anything I say, I dare you to email me at ripcitysoccermoms at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell that for you because you can figure that out. It's pretty self-explanatory. But if you have a problem with anything I say in this, go ahead and shoot me an email. I'll read it on air and we'll get into it. All right, let's talk Super Bowl. Or as I like to call it, the end of the holiday season. I was explaining to uh, Emma, the one that you heard earlier, doing the amazing voiceover for my open, that uh, Super Bowl is the end of the eating season. So if you're a fat guy like me, you look at there and you say, you know what, it's the end of the eating season. Because that starts at Thanksgiving and goes all the way to the Super Bowl, where you get all those good food and beer and appetizers and desserts and all of those things. So, always sad to see the Super Bowl come, just for the fact that you kind of got to start eating stuff like cauliflower risotto again, just so you can be ready for the summer. But, let's get back to the Super Bowl. Um... Let's talk first about the stuff surrounding the Super Bowl, because that was kind of more interesting this year. Uh, first of all, I want to call out a, and this is going to sound bad, but stick with me and you will, I promise you it will not sound as bad as it starts. In Minnesota, in Minneapolis, there is a women's organization that focuses on women's violent crimes against women. Great organization. No problem with that. There should be more organizations like this. But 
every year they release their statistics about what happened for the last year with violent crimes against women in the state of Minnesota. Once again, yay. Thumbs up. Keep doing that work. Here's the problem I have with them. And this is kind of one of those problems that you see in America right now. They decided to release their information on the Wednesday of Super Bowl week. Fine. You know, when things return to normal in Minneapolis and the NFL's not there and it's not Super Bowl week, I'm sure there's a lot of great people that want to listen to them and read all of that information. Fantastic for you. I'm all for that. The problem is, is they had a press conference and nobody showed up. No media member showed up. Now, those of us with a brain can say, well, yes, because every local media member is going to be doing Super Bowl-related stuff because something like this just never happens in Minneapolis. See, Spokane, Washington last year during the Final Four when Gonzaga was there. The stories the news wanted to tell were related to the Final Four because it was the biggest thing that ever happened to the city. A city hosting the Super Bowl is the biggest thing to ever happen to a city. You don't schedule a press conference for the same day as Cesar Goodell's State of the NFL conference. You just don't do it and expect people to come up. But not only did they do that, oh no, no, they didn't just stop there. They then complained to garbage news organizations like Jezebel about, well, this sports game is more important than women. No, nobody ever said that. Nobody would ever say that. You created a problem on purpose. So then you could play the victim. They created, they wanted to be the victim so that all the snowflakes in America would be like, oh, well, look, the NFL's doing this again. It's like, no, they could have waited a week. They knew what they were doing. So that was Wednesday of Super Bowl week. Then we get, uh, we'll get to the dipshit that is Roger Goodell. I, I can't deal with him right now. So we'll, we'll get there. Then we get to the Hall of Fame. I have no problem with the Hall of Fame this year. And actually, I want to give a big shout out to Brett Favre for having the pair to acknowledge that T.O. should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. I think it's absolutely hilarious that T.O. wasn't there because he'd rather be in a celebrity bowling tournament. But T.O. not being there to come on stage and people cheer for him was, it's understandable. Um, I'll talk about Randy Moss later um, in my what's good in the sports world, the thing that we always send you home with that makes you feel good. That'll be Randy Moss this week, so just stay tuned for that if you're a big Moss fan, which if you like football, you really should be a big Moss fan. But we had all that. Super Bowl, great. Can't argue with the MVP as much as I hate it. All the awards were fair. If anybody thought J.J. Watt didn't deserve the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, I don't want to know what kind of drugs you're taking in your personal life. Like that's just, you're just an idiot and I can't deal with it. Moving on to the actual game. Let's talk this Super Bowl. First of all, the Eagles just flat out outplayed the Patriots. It, I mean, that was just what it was. Uh, the Chris Collinsworth commentary was absolutely atrocious. I know that you have probably heard that multiple times now, and it wasn't just Eagles fans being, Bitter Eagles fans like they normally are. 
this was actually a bad commentator that didn't understand the rules of the game. And I think it's time we take Chris out to the pasture and let him retire with all of the other sports commentators that suddenly lose their voice and don't know how to talk anymore. That happens to everyone. It'll happen to me. Eventually the game passes everyone by. Father time is undefeated. No matter what Tom Brady's infomercial is trying to tell you. Also, Tom Brady kissing his kid on the mouth was just weird. Like, we, we don't need to get into it besides the fact. It was just weird. And let's just leave it at that. Like, it's about as weird as a man trying to hawk a bunch of health food crap that nobody's going to actually eat and has no information on. So in that sense, it does make sense that this man would kiss his 11-year-old son for way too long on the lips. We get that. You do you, Tom Brady. Whatever you're doing is working. <laughs> so, a uh, big part of the Super Bowl is always the commercials, of course. Not great this year. Some people really enjoyed the Tide commercials. I was neutral. I liked the Bud Knight. I thought that was funny. I thought that was a good word play. Uh, the Michelob Ultra commercials were hilarious. Also, if you've never tried a Michelob Ultra, can't recommend it enough. For a night when you're out drinking. They're, I believe, like 82 calories. They're a nice little light beer. They're not great, but they're not awful. They are what they are. I don't think I'd pay the extra for the Michelob Light Lime. But, you know, I'll pay extra for Bud Light Lime. So, you know, who who am I to judge? You do you. Uh, movie commercials were great. I love The Rock is essentially going to make Die Hard again, but with one leg and and just I'm I'm in just the rocks in it. It's die hard. I'm in Uh, post game hearing that Gronk might retire was not not as surprising as everybody wants to make it out to be. The man has been injured over and over again because of how people hit him. Like let's, let's be real. Gronk deserves to retire if he wants to do that. And the new rumors is, is that, both The Rock and Sylvester Stallone have told him that he should retire and move to Hollywood and be an actor. I would love to watch Gronk in commercials, in reality shows. Put Gronk on Big Brother Celebrity Edition. Put Gronk on The Real World. Put Gronk in the WWE. Do whatever you want with Gronk so that he's just not taking these hits anymore that he doesn't need to be taking. He's. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Gronk is really good with his money. I know everybody looks at him and thinks, well, that's a big, dumb idiot. Gronk has not spent a dime of his NFL paychecks. He lives off of his endorsement deals and invests the rest of his money. So all of those contracts that Gronk signed, he's invested that money. Gronk has lived smart. There's a reason he will do a $100,000 appearance to crush beers at a frat party. Because he's going to live on that $100,000. So... Let's let's show Gronk the respect that he deserves. Eagles win. Philadelphia fans act just like you'd think Philadelphia fans would act after winning a championship. Woohoo, Super Bowl's over, moving on to the next thing. The only other big NFL news was the Josh McDaniels Indianapolis Colts debacle. Now, I'm a Titans fan. I won't hide that. I hate the Colts. I hate Texans. I hate Sparkle Kitties. It brought me great joy to see the Colts fail in the manner in which they did. 
You don't announce a contract until it's signed. Dumbass. It's not hard. That is the simplest rules of business. You don't count on it until it's in your hand. A five-year-old child knows that. But Jim, the I was busted with a bunch of pills in the backseat of my car and a normal person who had that amount of drugs would have went to jail for at least 20 to 30 years because that was a crap ton of narcotics or say, let his team announce a contract being signed that wasn't signed. Also, dipshits, you don't sign assistant coaches until the head coach has his name on the dotted line. So now the Colts are in a mess because they have assistant coaches signed, which want to run a certain system, and they have to find a new coach. And yeah, Josh McDaniels is a jackass. But if you don't think for one second Patriots owner Robert Kraft did that just to spite the Colts, you're out of your mind. He did that because they're the ones that started to fake deflate gate and everybody with who knows anything about science knows deflate gate was garbage, but Pillhead Ursay wouldn't know that. So, you know, whatever you do, you guys moving on to at the corner of Roger and Goodell brought to you by people with brains who think Roger Goodell's an idiot. There's a lot of us. So, you know, welcome. Uh, dumb thing that Goodell did this week. Man, it's so hard to pick one, but I'm going to go with in the Super Bowl, Patrick Chung got knocked out, obviously knocked out. J.A. Ajaye was giving the, he's asleep sign to the trainers on the sidelines so that they'd come get him. Obviously has a concussion, take him out for a play and they put him back in. Now, not directly Roger Goodell's fault. But anytime that anybody wants to sit there and claim that the NFL gives a shit about head injuries or anything like that, just show them the video of that. And just, Goodell doesn't care. Goodell just wants to make money. The problem is, is Goodell pretends he cares. Don't pretend you care, dude. Either you care or you don't. If you cared, we wouldn't have Thursday night football. If you cared you wouldn't be forcing the players to play four preseason games that mean nothing. If you really cared about the players' health and safety, you'd be doing different things. So this week's At the Corner of Roger Goodell is, hey, Roger Goodell doesn't give a shit about players' health. That's a reality check. So I'm not going to stop watching the NFL. That might make me a hypocrite, but just know that, that when you're watching this, that the commissioner of the league doesn't really care about players' health. Anyways, getting to the happy sports thought of the moment. Of the moment, Randy Moss going into the Hall of Fame. If you haven't seen the video of him being informed that he was going into the Hall of Fame, there's actually two videos that you need to watch. One is the moment where he's crying answering the door and being told that no matter what for the rest of his life, he's going to be in the shrine in Canton, which he should be because for an entire generation of people like me that didn't really get to see Jerry Rice, we didn't get to see Steve Largent. We had Randy Moss and T.O. And as good as T.O. is, and I would put T.O. up as a top five receiver ever period. Randy Moss is the most fun NFL wide receiver I've ever seen. When he would burn people over the top, he would burn people over the top. Don't forget about the Thanksgiving game where he had three touchdowns and 168 yards on three catches. (laughs) He just burned Dallas. 
or it's it either Dallas or Detroit. One of the, it's Thanksgiving, so it's one of the two. But he just burned that entire team to the ground. And here's a guy that came from nothing and has always been humble about it, even when people didn't perceive him as humble because he didn't like interacting with the media and didn't like interacting with people that were just stupid and would just treat him horribly. So look up that one. Also look up the Randy Moss talking about what it meant to him to get the phone call from Jerry Rice congratulating him on going to Canton. It'll make you feel good. And sometimes with sports, we need to have that and feel good. So that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Rip City Soccer Moms podcast. I'm your host, JD. Uh, I hope you like the new format. I would love to tell you that I care, but part of me doesn't because I just am going to let you know what I think and be really honest about it. Uh, Join us again in a couple weeks. Stay tuned to your iTunes or SoundCloud account to find out when an episode is posting. Once again, if you have any comments, ripcitysoccermoms at gmail.com. Send me an email and I'll read it on the air. Uh, With that being said, I'm out.